We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. If you don't mind, let's turn to the book of the book of Luke chapter 15, the New King James Version. Feels good to worship again, man. Golly. Luke 15, 1 through 7. Um, I, I've, I've been saying to myself all week long, this is a very simple message, right? So, you know, I, the, the preacher just came up here and preached, so it's not going to be as complex as that. <laughs> it's not going to be multi-layered as that. This is a very simple message, but it is a um, one of those action messages. You know what I mean? This is going to be one of those messages you're going to have to do something with. So if you don't mind, let's turn to the book of Luke, chapter 15. We're going to go through 1 through 7, the New King James Version. I'll read for you. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, First off, let me stop right there. How do, you, how do you tighten someone up with an illustration? That's the kind of person Jesus is. <laughs> They're getting slick, and Jesus, okay, I'll fix you, and he just gives them an illustration. He spoke this parable, verse 3, he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner. Shout one sinner. sinner. Say it again, "One one sinner. Who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Um, The the narrative that we are going to deal with today uh, is one of the most beloved chapters in all of Scripture uh, because it is made up of all parables, illustrations um, that Jesus uses uh, to teach a kingdom truth about God's profound, reckless love for the lost. Those that aren't connected to him, those who don't necessarily have a relationship with him, those that don't show up here on a Sunday morning, those who used to show up here on a Sunday morning and don't show up anymore, those who have to some degree turned their backs on on God. He has a profound, reckless love for those that are lost. While eating a meal, Jesus um, gets into teacher mode uh, and um, people started to show up and these people were considered to be uh, sinners and 
Jesus um, began to speak a little bit while he was eating, and these people were showing up to hear what he had to say. Uh, and as the crowd began to grow, um, all of the, I guess you can call them church people or the religious people, um, began to express their disdain of what they saw. Um, when they saw all of these sinners start to come around Jesus, they started to express the fact that these people are sinners and, you know, what is, what is Jesus doing? In response to the comments that were made about those who were gathering around Jesus, Jesus hits them with this parable um, to teach them the value of God. He, he wanted to teach them what God valued. You see, he turns the tables on these religious folks to prove to them that they were not friends of God because they didn't value what God valued. So he goes through this parable to, to kind of let them know, um, and, and it's basically this, and I want to make sure that you write this down, is that God values one lost soul as much as every found soul combined. God values one lost soul as much as every found soul combined. You know the song, he leaves the 99 for the one. That was a very difficult thing for this audience to understand. They could, not, they could not gather this. They couldn't bring it together. The fact that God cared about the lost. And Jesus is creating an environment where the sinners were welcome and those who were not connected to the church were welcome. And they were showing up and the church was saying, what are you doing, Jesus? But Jesus was saying, what are you doing? Because this is what my father has called me to do. He cares about the one, shout the one. I want to pull three thoughts from this illustration um, that we should apply to our Christian walk. Is that okay? Let's push back to verse three. <clears throat> so he spoke this par parable to them saying, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. Our first point for today is the pursuit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Say with me the pursuit. Now, in the days of Jesus, and this is extremely important to understand, in the days of Jesus, it was agreed and understood amongst the religious community um, that God was a forgiving God and he extended grace. Everybody agreed with that. God was a forgiving God, and he extended grace. As long as you stopped doing wrong, and you turned from your evil ways, and you repented, you could get God's grace. He was a forgiving God. You could have grace, and, and, and he, would, he, would, he would welcome you with open arms as long as you first repented, turned from your evil ways, and came back to the fold. Now, in their minds, the grace transaction took place or started with the person and not God. Grace, they felt as if the only way that you could get God's grace is if you change first. You know, his grace is not going to be extended to you until you change the way that you're doing things. But, but what Jesus says, hey, listen, he not only cares about them, he goes after them first. 
So then he gives them the parable of the sheep. And he says, well, not only does the, 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 the shepherd go after them, not only does the, the sheep go you know, off on its own, but the shepherd goes after them. He chases after the lost. He desperately wants to make sure that he gets his hands back on the lost. Now, you know, he, he doesn't just sit and wait until you change your mind. He is coming after you. He will step out of grace and come and wrap himself in flesh to come see about a lost soul. abandoned his kingdom for a period of time just for a lost soul shout the pursuit and my, my, my question today is that if, if God is willing to step out of glory for a lost one what should we be willing to do how far should we be willing to go to, 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 to pursue someone who's lost God says, I'll forgo, I'll forgo all of my glory just for one lost one. And there are people who we know, and I'm not going to point fingers at anybody. As a matter of fact, I'll point a finger at myself. There are people that we know who need to be here on a Sunday morning, who need to get close to Jesus, but we won't pursue them. You know, the thought that I was having, me and Tina were talking about it just it's like, they need God just like I do. Okay, so now we're going to sit as if we don't, we don't, we don't get it. Because, you know, if, if, we're all con if he's the, the, the good shepherd and we are the sheep, um, I've learned that sheep aren't that smart. And they have a bad tendency to get lost. They get lost on a regular basis. The problem is, is that we can point our finger at the one that is lost currently, but you forget that you have a tendency to get lost too. So today just wasn't your day to get lost. But what I'm trying to let you know is that there is a necessity for the pursuit You have to have somebody coming after you. I'm so glad that God pursued me because I wasn't pursuing him. I learned this interesting thing about, about sheep. It's, 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 um, I, I'm going to make sure I clear this up. You know, sheep bleat. Not everybody understands what I'm saying. <laughs> so um, a dog barks, a cat meow, and a sheep will bleat. Right? <laughs> it's, it's a difficult thing to understand, but they bleep. This thing that I learned was so interesting, though. This thing that I learned about sheep is that as, they are, as they're wandering off and they're running in the wrong direction, they will bleep out to the community that they just came from. They, they, they will cry for where they just came from. They will cry for what they know that they need, but they can't get themselves back to it. That is the necessity of the pursuit because they want to come back. Oh, they want to get back here, but they need someone to pursue them. Aren't you so glad that somebody pursued you? I was, I was thinking the other day, um, I had told myself, um, when I left my parents' house, um, that I was going to take a year off from church. <laughs> I'm moving to Florida from Syracuse, New York, and I'm going to take a year off from church. And I hadn't told anybody this, but I'm taking a year off. That's what I told myself. <laughs> I'm taking a year off. In the matter of two weeks, 
I'm a, over a thousand miles away from my church home. In a matter of two weeks, I was back at church and had never left it again because God, listen to me, because God understood I couldn't stay lost too long. So he positioned himself so that I would run into the right person who has some Jesus in them that could get me to church to make sure that I didn't stay lost. Oh, gosh, y'all. Aren't you glad that God pursues you? Okay. Let's get this second one. We've only got three of them. If you didn't get something from the first one, you're late. Point number two, let's get this one. Verse five. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Our second point for today is the word provision. Say that with me, provision. Now, for me, verse five is one of the most powerful actions that the shepherd took. Because after tracking down the sheep, which could have been extremely difficult, and pursuing the sheep for a period of time, when he finds him, he not only, he not only determines that he's going to take it back, but he carries it back. So for me, when, 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 I'm, when, I'm, when I was processing the engagement, I said to myself that this shepherd understands what it means to be lost for a period of time. Because, just think about this for a second. You ever get lost, you're like in a new city, and you're driving around, and you you get lost and you get flustered? And how much energy you dissipate because you're you're so flustered and, 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 and you don't know where you are? The shepherd understood what it meant in the mind of a sheep to be lost. So he knew that he didn't have enough energy to get back to the flock. He understood that he was too weak to get back to the flock. So he facilitated provision in the, in the, in the season that the, that the sheep needed it so that it could get back to the flock. He said, I'm going to be the legs for you to make sure that you get back. And here's the challenge, y'all. Here's the challenge. We will say, there's many of us sitting here right now, well, I invite them to church all the time and they don't ever come. They're too weak to come back. Listen to me now. They need your legs for a season to get back to the flock. I wrote it down like this. This is how I wrote it down. We must learn to help facilitate the return. Well, I talked to them, Wanzel. They just can't get right. Gotcha. Wanzel, I, I, you know, Pastor Wanzel, I, I invite them to church all the time and they never come. I, I, I gotcha. But you need to be the provision to help facilitate the return. If they could, they would come back, but they're too weak to do it on their own. So I have to be a constant in their life to try and make sure that they get back to the place where I know that they need to be. As a matter of fact, forget about them. You know you need to be here. What makes you think that they don't need to be here? So how can I leave them? How can I just let you struggle? How can I know that you're out in this, will, out in this place, in this, in this strange place by yourself, trying to figure it out when I know for myself I can't do it? I have to make sure that I, I don't just pursue them, but I'll be the provision that they need to get back to this place. 
I got to be the help that they need. I got to do everything I can to try and make sure that they get back into this community because it is, here's the thing, there's strength in numbers. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day, and um, they were telling me they had been going through some stuff for a year or so. And I said, um, I knew that. I did. And then I, I had to look internally because they're part of this community, my community, where we, where we worship together because we're able to link up and be strength for each other. But if I'm not being that strength that they need, then they don't need to be part of this community. Listen, the reason why we come here is for each other. We need to make sure that we are around people that are like-minded, that can lift us up when we don't have the strength to do it for ourselves. That is the benefit of Truth Movement Church. I'm going to tell you right now. It's a family church. So when I'm struggling and when I'm too weak to get back to my usual self, y'all, I'm not talking about going off, not, not going to church. I'm just saying you ain't been yourself in a while. I need to be around people that can pull me out of my mess and be the provision that I need to get back. Okay. Are y'all getting something? Let's go to number three. It's our final point. Go to verse six. So let's recap. Point number one was what? Oh, gosh, y'all. Y'all better class than that. Point number one was what? Point number two was? Yeah. Let's go get verse, point number three. <clears throat> and when he comes home, this is that we are at verse six. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner, shall one sinner, who repents than ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. <clears throat> Our third and final point is the word celebration. Say that with me. Celebration. Now, the parable reaches its apex. Uh, when the, the shepherd arrives home uh, with the sheep that was once lost, that is now found. And, which, and it's funny that it sets off a series of events. When he finds the sheep, it gives him joy. And then when he gets back, it gives everybody joy. And then, and then Jesus clearly states in verse 7 um, that one lost soul that is found makes the entire heavens rejoice. The entire heavens rejoice over one soul. And I, I, I said to myself after reading that, and, and, I, and I, believe me, I love what we do at this church. I, you know, I'm not being biased. I think we do it better than everybody else. But, but, but I believe that God likes what we do. He appreciates what we do. But he's not moved by what we do here on a Sunday morning. He's moved by who we go get. He, he, he appreciates that we try to do things with excellence. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he's, he, you know, he's, he's impressed by that. 
He's impressed by, we, you know, we're trying to give a quality service and do things right and all those different things. But what, listen to me, what moves God yeah. is who we go get. So Wanza, why, why are you saying all this? It's because we have to, in this ministry, Truth Movement Church, we have to create a culture of pursuit. Not a one-time event. I'm not talking about a one-time event. I'm saying a culture. This is something that we will just do. This is just who we will be. We're going to create a culture of pursuit. Because for me, when, 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 when heaven looks down on this, on, on, on 50, I'm 50, 19, I want Jesus to say to God, Daddy, they got another one. Daddy, they pull somebody else out. That's what I want. And, and here's the thing. I love seeing y'all on a Sunday morning. I do. But I know that there's millions out there that need to be part of what we're doing. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to kick off starting next week. Um, we're going to call it Where's Your One? Campaign. Don't get nervous. It's okay. Where's your one? Say that with me. Where's your one? Um, so here's the details of <laughs> here's the details of this campaign. Starting next week, um, for the balance of the year, the balance of the year, we got 48 Sundays left in this year, I believe. For the balance of the year. We are going to hold ourselves accountable, every person, to find one and bring them every Sunday. Now, it could be the same one or it can be different ones. But our goal, starting next Sunday, is to bring one. Because every Sunday you show up, we're going to say, Listen to me, y'all. I don't do church to play. If I wanted to play, I could stay home. I got some games I can go play with the kids. I mean, we can go do that. Let's watch this, y'all. We are in the business of saving souls. And I want nothing more, y'all. I promise you, my heart's desire is to make God smile. I don't really care about anything else. So, so, so what we're going to do, and, and, and just let me give the details of this campaign. So I'm just picking on Cody and Tanaya right now. You're, you're, you're a married couple. Give them a hand. They're a married couple. Now, I don't know how she married him, but. So Tanaya and, and Cody are a married couple, right? It, it's not one per couple. <laughs> it's not, I mean, this is not like, what is it, a two-four or whatever. It's not a buy one, get one free. It is like, you go after your one. Listen to me. We all have that one person we know that need to be here. Check it out now. Watch this. The reason why we haven't pursued them is because in our minds, they're too weak. They just won't get it right. And it aggravates you. 
They just won't fix themselves and, and, and just do better. And even if they came on themselves, they're not going to do any different. That's not, your, that's not your call. Let God figure that out. All you have to do is make sure that you pursue them. And pursuit happens, and it, it's an action word. So listen, we're going to stop just praying for people. <laughs> we're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to stop just sending them text messages. We're, we're going to make sure that we bring them to the place where we know they need to be. It. Listen to me. This is not a numbers game. You can ask anyone, anybody in our leadership team. I could care less about the number. But I care a lot about the soul. All of us got one person, one person you can think of right now. You already thought about them. <laughs> All of us have one person, at least one person that we know. They should be here with me. They would benefit from this atmosphere. They might, this could change their life. But moving forward, for the next 48 Sundays, we're going to bring one. Now, this, this is the kind of guy that I am. I'm, this is the kind of pastor I am, right? I know that it can be challenging sometimes to evangelize. Yeah, you would agree? It's like spread the good news of the gospel. It can be difficult. Inviting people to church, it's a thing. It's hard sometimes. I don't know why we struggle with it, but we do. I'm going to hook you up. This is like a get-out-of-jail-free card. We had these little, nice little, cute little cards made up. And on one side it says, welcome home. And you can RSVP, truthmovementchurch.org, and it's got all of our social media stuff on there. And then the other side, it's our truth movement blue. You know we got a blue? It's our blue. Um, it says 11 a, uh, Sundays at 11 a.m., and it gives them our address. We're gonna get, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to give you three of these. Every person is going to get three of these. The reason why I'm not going to give you more because they'll get up in your visor, and they'll just sit there, and you'll just mess over them. Right? So I'm going to give you three, and this is your get-out-of-jail-free card. Because if you don't know what to say, just hand them a card and just turn your face. Just here. If you don't know what to say. We don't need to discuss anything. Or if you're eating, just slide it across the table and give it to them, whatever you want to do. But I'm trying to hook you up and make it easy for you because sometimes it's difficult. Amen? Listen to me. I want to make sure that 2021, heaven looks down on this place. This body of believers and smiles. For the lack of a better term, I want, I want God to be jacked up when he look at us. Like TMC, man. Yo, that's <laughs> right? Stand to your feet. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.